Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, June 24th, 2023. This Key Races and Bets podcast is brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering website with great paying tools and perks for the better. Amwager.com is legal for residents of most states in the U.S. and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out at amwager.com. We're going to start the June 24th Key Races and Bets podcast with the Lady Jacqueline Stakes. This is a race most people maybe never heard of, but it's a very good race. It's not great, but it's got a quarter million dollar purse, and it's race 11 at Thistledown in Cleveland, Ohio, with a post of 535 Eastern on Saturday the 24th. 63 caliber opens at 5-1 to one. in spite of a runner-up effort in the higher level grade 3 Shawnee Stakes at Churchill Downs three weeks ago. The rest of the 12-horse field come out of allowance races, starter allowance, or not graded stakes, including the non-graded DuPont Stakes on Preakness weekend. The Shawnee was a winning prep for last year's Lady Jacqueline Stakes winner Army Wife, who had run third, and the 2021 Lady Jacqueline runner-up had finished second in the Shawnee prior to this race. 63 Caliber won the Grade 3 Cumley Stakes last fall at the same nine for long distance of Lady Jacqueline as well, which was her third win in a row and second stakes win in a row at the time. She ran poorly in her first two starts in 2023, but Second of those was the much tougher Grade 1 La Troyenne Stakes, and based on her most recent effort with a field-high 109 Echo Base speed figure, in spite of opening as the fourth choice in the betting, 63 caliber is the one to beat in Lady Jacqueline. Misty Vale and Interstate Daydream finished second and first respectively in the DuPont Stakes on May 19th with the latter Interstate Daydream leading from start to finish and Misty Vale second for the last eighth of a mile before coming on. Second in the last eighth of a mile, I should say. I'm not a huge believer in weight making a difference, but it could be the case here as the two gals had equal weights of 120 last time, and this time Misty Vale goes down to 118 while Interstate Daydream goes up to 124, which is a six-pound difference. The DuPont was run at the same nine furlong trip as Lady Jacqueline, and the 105 figures both horses earned was strong, but still a bit short of what 63 Caliber earned in her last race. For the exact same trifecta tickets, we're going to toss in La Davida for second and third position. She was third the entire length of the stretch behind Interstate Daydream and Misty Vale in the DuPont. The same position she finished in this past January and February in both the Pippin and Bayacoa Stakes. I'll also use Secret, Fis- Secret Fix in second and third as she's likely to be the early leader and has hit the board in 8 of 13 career races on dirt. In the Lady Jacqueline Stakes, race 11, Thistledown, post 535 Eastern on Saturday, June 24th. I'm looking to bet 6-3 caliber first at odds of 2-1 or more. Then if Misty Vale, who opens at 4-1, or Interstate Daydream, who opens at 7-2, are 3-1 or higher in their post time, I'd bet the one at the highest odds to win for a lesser amount than on 63 caliber. For the exact, I want to play two of them here. The first is going to be King, 63 caliber over La Davida. Misty Vale, Interstate Daydream, and Secret Fix. And the second is going to be Misty Vale, 63 Caliber, and Interstate Daydream over La Vida, Misty Vale, Interstate Daydream, Secret Fix, and 63 Caliber. 
for the try, I just want to play 6-3 Caliber as a key in the first position with La Vida, Misty Vale, Interstate, Daydream, and Secret Fix in second and third. That's a pretty cheap ticket for 50 cents. Then we can play some doubles because there's some opportunities here in the double to race 12, which is the Ohio Derby. First double in race 11 is going to be 6-3 Caliber, and in race 12, Bishop's Bay, Lord, Miles, and Hayes Strike. The second is going to be Misty Vale, 63 Caliber, and Interstate Daydream Race 11 with Bishop's Bay in Race 12. And the third is going to be just single, single, 63 Caliber Race 11 and Bishop's Bay in Race 12. Moving on to Race 12, which is the Ohio Derby, 620 Eastern Post Time on Saturday, June 24th. Bishop's Bay is my top choice to win this year's Ohio Derby, adding to the hot hand trainer Brad Cox has had the last month in stakes race for three-year-olds, having saddled Idiomatic to win the Shawnee three weeks ago, and similarly setting Salute the Stars to win the Pegasus Stakes last weekend. Bishop's Bay has run three times to date, and all three were eight referents, first winning in his debut in February and next prevailing gamely by a neck when stretched out to two turns for the first time in March. Returning on May 13th in the Peter Pan, Bishop's Bay pressed the pace setter from the moment the gate opened, got the lead by ahead before engaging with eventual stakes winner, Peter Pan stakes winner, Arcangelo, in a battle for the final eighth of a mile. Although losing at the end, Bishop Bay ran markedly better than his previous race, going from 88 Equibase speed figure to 97. And, of course, as we should know, Archangel returned two weeks later and improved to 100 figure, winning the Belmont Stakes. So with Bishop Bay running the same mile on an eighth trip as he did in the Peter Pan, it could be assumed he's going to improve one more time, particularly having put in a really strong five-furlong workout before leaving the base in Kentucky. Hayes Strike has won two of his last three races, both stakes for three-year-olds. The first of the two was on March 18th when taking the private term stakes, earning a 91 figure. After a poor seventh-place finish in the Bluegrass stakes, Hayes Strike improved to a 100 figure in his most recent race, May 29th, with a visually impressive rally from ninth with a quarter mile to run, seventh with an eighth of a mile to run, winning the Texas Derby by a nose. Christian Torres rode Hayes Strike for the first time in that race and rides back, so we can assume the same or better would be forthcoming in the Ohio Derby. Lord Miles posted the 59-1 to upset to win the Wood Memorial in April when last seen. He had drawn into the Kentucky Derby when other horses scratched out, but did not run in the race and has been steady training since then. Although Lord Miles had run poorly in the Holy Bull 6th in February and Tampa Bay Derby 5th in March, he showed a lot of moxie in the wood battling head-in-head with Hit Show and Dreamlike for the last eighth of a mile. Certainly, if Lord Miles can repeat that effort with a 100 figure, Following more than two months off, he would be a contender to win this race. As the two fills, which is going to take a lot of money, I think he'll run well again, but not well enough to win. The reason being he has a tendency to lose ground in the final eighth. Starting with his 2023 debut in the LeCompte, he rallied from fifth to get to second within the head, with an eighth of a mile to go only be beaten more than two lengths at the end. One month later in the Risen Star, two fills rallied from seventh to get within inches of the leader in the stretch, but was passed and settled for third. Then after winning the Jeff Ruby, which was on all-weather and not conventional dirt, he indisputably ran the best race of career in the Kentucky Derby, earning a 102-figure. However, he rallied from fifth to make the lead and didn't have any energy or physical or mental injury to hold off Mage and almost, did, almost got passed by Angel of Empire. So I think two fills is vulnerable to win, but he's going to be, using in sec, going to be used in second and third on exotic tickets. In the Ohio Derby. Race 12 at Thistledown, post 620 on Saturday, June 24th. Bishop's Bay is a low-odds overlay win bet. I'd bet him as low as 3-2. to two. I think he has that much of a chance to win. I might consider a second and smaller win bet on Hay Striker Lord Miles at 5-2 or more on the higher odds of the pair. 
For the exact, I want to play Bishop's Bay over two fills, Lord Miles and Haystrike. And then I want to play a smaller exact of Lord Miles and Haystrike over Bishop's Bay. Again, I'm avoiding two fills. For the trifecta, I want to play Bishop's Bay over two fills, Lord Miles and Haystrike. And then the same three, two fills, Lord Miles and Haystrike in third. The last race on this week's Key Races and Bets podcast is the She's a Tiger Stakes. And this is race 7 at Pleasanton in California, which opens this week. Post time is 7.45 Eastern. And don't forget, you can get the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast as a blog, the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free, at amwager.com. Just click on How to Bet and Stars blog. In the She's a Tiger Stake, buyback, Anthony Cleopatra, and Ascendancy are three of five which ran in the Golden Poppy Stakes April 29th on grass. The best of those that day finish belongs to buyback, who battled for the lead from the start and still held it into the stretch before fitting to fourth. Ascendancy ended up sixth, Anthony Cleopatra ninth. Clock Strikes 12, 8th, and Twilight Empire also ran poorly. All five have run at least once since, with Ascendancy winning an allowance race on the grass May 20th, a race in which buyback was fifth, but may have run much better if not rearing in the air at the start to lose all chance, especially considering in the Golden Poppy she had led from the start. In spite of losing any chance she had in that last allowance race and finding herself 10 legs back early, buyback rallied to end up fifth. Although she did lead from the start in the Golden Poppy, and although her last two starts were on grass, buyback has a huge shot to run well on dirt if she runs as she did in last year's edition of this exact race that she's a tiger in which she established a mid-pack position early in fourth and then rallied strongly to miss by a nose at the end. Jockey Espinosa was up that day and rides today, and this is her third route start of the year after a big layoff, so she's probably peaking at the right time to win. Anthony Cleopatra ran really gamely in that allowance race a few weeks ago in second behind Ascendancy, although outfinished by that one in the stretch where she began third and Ascendancy began fourth. Still, she finished 8th in this race last year as a 9-5 to favorite off win of the California Oaks, but is a much better filly now as evidenced by a career one-on-one figure in that most recent start. Ascendancy is going for a third win in a row, first on regular dirt with both the other two fillies, Anthony's Cleopatra and Buyback, have run previously and have experience. On the other hand, she's rallied strongly in her last two races to win with authority, with figures of 100 and 104, which are the best and second best to the 100 figure Anthony Cleopatra earned recently in the field. Now with nine first or second place finishes in 16 races and noting her three prior dirt efforts were all sprints and way before she got into her current top form, Ascendancy rounds out a strong trio which nearly, which appear to have nearly all the probability to win or finish second in this race. For the She's a Tiger Stakes, race 7 at Pleasanton with a post of 7.45 Eastern. Fair odds and minimum odds on all three contenders, buyback, Anthony's Cleopatra, and Ascendancy are 3-1. to one. And I plan to bet just the one of them at the highest odds of the trio. And then I'll play an exacta box of buyback, Anthony's Cleopatra, and Ascendancy. Don't forget you can get the Key Races and Bets blog, which is the written version of this, totally free at Amager.com by clicking on How to Bet and All the Stars blog. If you're not already a member, look around, sign up. You'll be really glad you did. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.